fucking kill people while they're helpless and then you don't have to worry about anything. It's so simple. Okay, cut that, but outside of context and just put it in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> of WTF Anime, where in the name of the moon, we're going to make jokes at you. I'm as ever your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. Hey, Joe, what's up, man? Uh, just the usual thing you ask me when you ask me what's up, and I have to scramble for an answer because I don't understand human contact. Well, it's good that you're still keeping <laughs> on brand, buddy. You know, rock that awkwardness. I love it. <laughs> but it's not just us two today, is it? It is not. I should have come up with something very fun for this, but um, <laughs> uh, once again, we have the true villain of WTF anime. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you I did figured it. we're talking about Sailor Moon, so I should pull out the oh-ho-ho. I guess. Oh. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> Thanks oh. for agreeing to do this dumb thing again. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be less of a villain this time, but I make no promises. I expect you to be a villain this time, so it, either you're on brand, or uh, you're going to surprise me. Or if we're going by 90s Sailor Moon standards, I just won't get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, it's funny you say Sailor Moon, because Shannon, what did we watch this week? Oh, we watched Sailor Moon. I finally did it to y'all. Yay! <laughs> I'm sure it's what everyone expected the first time I came on, but surprise, it's not my favorite anime, everyone. It's just my favorite thing in the universe, so I was going to bring it on anyways. Unfortunately, the first time you came on, we got saddled with some dumb German bitch. You leave Asuka alone. <laughs> She's doing her best. Never. <laughs> I will apologize for a lot of people in Evangelion. Not Asuka. <laughs> you know what? Fair. It's completely fair. <laughs> You know, uh, I can't add to anything with that conversation, but I will say that I knew that eventually this day would come. I didn't know <laughs> if Shannon was going to be here or not, but I knew that one day we were going to have to do a Sailor Moon, and today is that day. There's like a 9 out of 10 chance that it was going to involve me. Probably. Like, even if we hadn't booked you, you'd figure a way to hack into the feed and be like, hey, I'm here to talk about the Sailor Moons. Yeah, whoever else you were talking to, I would just push them out of frame and sit down and be like, all right, so let's talk about Sailor Moon. Well, you guys were like, that's not what we watched. <laughs> also, how do you know where this person lives and how did you get there? <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm collecting their energy to send it to Queen Beryl. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so this week we watched episode one of the 1992 Sailor Moon anime. The Crybaby Usagi Tsukino's Beautiful Transformation. That is, uh, that is a lot of words in a title. I mean, it's accurate. Yeah. I mean, it literally kind of tells you everything that's about to happen in this episode. Yeah, that's Sailor Moon's favorite thing to do. What's the next episode? It's like a monster party at the uh, House of Fortune Telling. It's something. I know Monster was in there somewhere. Uh, I don't remember. What is episode two? 
don't know, I can't recall right now, but yeah, it's... And I couldn't tell you. It's The title is probably exactly what happens in the episode. Yeah. Because there's definitely some episodes that are like, hey, what if this title's a spoiler? You're like, hey, what if it wasn't? They're like, ah, too late. It, <laughs> Japan's just keeping on brand with them being terrible at naming things. <laughs> so I have to make a confession here that I fucked up and I only realized it once I was like five minutes into the show. I watched the wrong dub because I heard Luna's voice and was like, this is wrong. She's way too flirty. <laughs> what dub did you watch? The new one? The Viz one, yeah. Uh, I actually like the new one a lot. I was really impressed with it. I uh, I also watched that one, actually. So uh, <laughs> we fucked up together, Joe. It's just a big difference because it's not what I watched growing up. The voices were fine. It's just like, Luna's, you have a set voice. And this this was not it. You said some lines that I was just like, are you coming on to me? <laughs> I think I just wrote out the original dub so long ago in my brain that like it doesn't yeah. exist to me anymore. <laughs> so everyone's like, Luna's always British. I'm like, no, she's not. She's a Japanese woman or whoever they get to do the new dub. That, that I'm sorry, that Luna doesn't exist to me anymore. And see, that that's the whole thing. Like he He texted me earlier saying like, hey, we should watch this English dub because it's kind of real bad. And I was like, well, that'll give us a little more material to work with. Uh, you know, when there's bad dubbing, it's always fun to make fun of it. And, like, I'm watching the show and I'm going, this is not not bad at all. Like, this is not terrible. And I was like, man, this has to be updated because some of the stuff looked, the color looked a little more, uh, it popped a little more than what I remember Sailor Moon doing. It had that older anime look when I remembered it on uh, Toonami. Uh, yeah, the original dub had, like, Luna had, like, she basically sounded like Angela Lansbury, like, that super, like, <laughs> matronly, like, British woman voice. That'd be amazing if they cast Angela Lansbury to do that. <laughs> and then Naru had, like, a super Brooklyn accent, but by someone clearly not from Brooklyn. It's, like, what a cartoon character thinks New York people sound like. Oh, man, I I'm sad that I didn't get to watch this train wreck. Didn't Usagi sound like she was also 40? Uh, yeah, her voice actress had, like, that I've smoked way too many cigarettes <laughs> yeah. in my life voice, where it was, like, super raspy and deep. Nice. <laughs> well, Naru's in the corner, like, let's go to the mall! Oh my god, Serena! <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we accidentally watched the good dub. Uh, so we start off immediately with the opening, which, by sure, I'm sure, literally every human being has heard. Maybe not necessarily seen, though, and it was so cool like going back and watching the very, very unique style of the opening. The dreamy, but also nightmarish. Yeah, I love this original opening for Sailor Moon. Like, I'm not shy about my problems I have with the 90s Sailor Moon, because I'm much more of a manga fan. But like, whenever I watch this first episode, I'm just like, oh, it's Sailor Moon, I can't be mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it just comes with watching this, you're like, wouldn't it be cooler if she was a cyborg? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get plenty of cyborgs later. <laughs> oh no, we're not going down the rabbit hole. We got 20 minutes of animation to discuss here. Uh, wow, I can't talk. Discuss here. <laughs> I'm sure that Joe will edit that out and do me a kindness. No, he won't. The opening versus the regular show... This is one where they spent a lot of money on that opening, that good, good opening, because it looks better than the rest of the show. That is what I will say. 
as someone that works in animation, yeah, you get way longer of a time to work on the opening and more money to put on it, whereas episodes are usually rushed out. Yeah, I know. Actually, you were the one that taught me that. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if you think about it, like you get a few weeks to work on either two minutes of animation or a few weeks to work on like 20 minutes of animation. One of those is going to turn out way better than the other. <laughs> I feel like it's the one that has less animation to do. <laughs> we start off the episode proper with an introduction to Usagi Tsukino being the worst human being that she is and doing narration about how she's awful at things. How dare you. It's very endearing. I love her. She's perfect. She's doing great. She's great. If if you don't want to include her as a functioning human being. Yeah, she's a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as someone who cried a lot as a little kid and, like, wanted to just keep sleeping and not do anything, I related a lot to Usagi. And as an adult that cries a lot and doesn't want to do anything and keep sleeping, it's still solid. I get that, but I think it, it's weird, because they... Normally, whenever you're doing something, you've got a target audience, and they were like, we're not only going to have a target audience, we're going to have, like, a thesis statement. Like, at the very beginning of this show, that's literally, like... This is who this is for. Young <laughs> girls that are an absolute train wreck and need to get their shit together, but won't. Yep. This is for you. This is your special story. Come tune in. It's why it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely caught me. I was like, oh, okay. So we're just brand identifying right here. We're not even going to like try to subtly work this in. We'll just be like, hi, I'm a train wreck. Other train wrecks, come watch me. <laughs> I don't want to do this, but watch me do it anyways. So I guess uh, we should uh, point out, and this trope is, I I've seen it so many times to start an anime now, and who knows, this might be where this started off. The I'm late for school bit as the introduction to your main character. This is like watching Looney Tunes for years and then going back and watching Casablanca and going, oh, I get where this all comes from now. <laughs> We also get a very interesting and rare thing in anime when our protagonists are teenagers. There is proof of parents. Yep. I love her mom. Her mom's so cute. <laughs> That's great. And apparently a ninja because nobody twirls a spatula like that. <laughs> I like the whole, in the in the new dub where she's like, oh, you forgot your lunch. And Osaga's just like, thanks, mom. <laughs> and then runs away. I was like, oh, that was really cute. She's got grumpy. Yeah, yeah, I'm being shitty because you're trying to make sure that I nourish my body. Shitty teen. <laughs> Woo! I thought it was cute. I know, but but at the same time, also being a shitty teen. <laughs> <laughs> you can do both. We see what's worse than a shitty teen, which is children in general. <laughs> As Asagi runs into children beating the shit out of a cat. Apparently, after putting a band-aid on it, then they beat the shit out of it. Yeah, so maybe being cranky because you're trying to run away but your mom wants to hand you lunch isn't the worst thing to happen in this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, th there's apparently people that find animal abuse of a small cat entertainment. Which, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> there's a villain in this episode and we get introduced to everyone, but these kids are the true villains. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Fuck these neb shits. Queen Barrel should hire them because they'd probably get the job done faster. <laughs> well, being that I, I, I've heard you talk about the series at large, that is wildly true. 
I guess we'll get to him later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we meet Luna for the first time after Usagi pulls off a bandage and reveals a perfectly crescent moon-shaped bald spot, which is <laughs> yellow. You know, a bald spot. If you've never seen Sailor Moon, we should mention at this point that uh, although we're meeting the character Luna, we have no clue that this is the character Luna. It's just a cat with an interesting mark, is the way they set up this, because episode one things. Yeah. This is very much a cookie cutter episode one, but like, in a really good way. Yeah, and I think when I sum up, I'll, I'll talk about that. They, they did good on the episode ones here. So, let's see. She then, after getting distracted by this cat and its curious little forehead mark, goes... Oh shit, now I'm even more late for school as the bells start ringing to remind her. Remember you were about to do a thing, that's a whole, that whole school thing? Okay, but stopping to like put an end to animal abuse is still a very good reason to be late to school. Oh no, uh, th that is 100 Travis approved reason to be late for school is to stop animal abuse. Do that, <laughs> kids. I mean, if you're underage, I don't know why you're listening to my show because we have terrible mouths and... <laughs> You should do better and make better life choices, but... <laughs> Hard agree. If, if you are listening to us and you see some animal abuse, but you're about to be late for school, take that five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe it'll end up like being a superhero in about 15 minutes. Yeah, you might be a magical boy or girl uh, just in wait and you don't know it yet. And yeah. this cat is going to inform you of that very damn thing. But it's going to scratch you in the face first and then stare at you uncomfortably before you run away screaming. Same. With, for, for 1992, like, a pretty incredible shot of, like, a reflection on the hood of a car. Yeah. And the music when that scene's going on, where the, the cat's approaching uh, Usagi, is super creepy. <laughs> it's got a very awkward otherworld feel. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. oh, she done fucked up and saved Satan cat. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is a magical talking cat that gives her powers later, so I'm sure somewhere in the world there's someone that's like, yeah, that's a Satan cat. It's fair. Mm -hmm. if, if I've learned nothing from anime, it's that you don't trust the animals that are offering deals and talking to you. This cat was done before QB. This cat you can trust, I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take your word. But wait, you're the supervillain of this show. <laughs> but I won't lie to you about Sailor Moon. Luna is a good and pure egg, and she is here to help. Also kind of fat shame in a later episode, but I have problems with the 90s anime for a reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we kind of get some reinforcement into Usagi's character through like her school interactions that she is shit at schooling. Yeah, pretty Yeah, she gets a 30 much. on a test and has to stand out in the hallway because she's late and then just eats lunch because she doesn't give a shit. Actually, she eats lunch and gets yelled at by the teacher before she gets the grade. Like, she gets in there late and she's like, I'm hungry. I guess I'll stop and eat now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm already not going to class. I might as well eat. Right. But you know what? Usagi's the best for a reason. She's like, you know, I could be late for class or I could just not be at class at all. With a full stomach. And one of these sounds way better. And I get it. I get that. Hungry sucks. Then we get introduced to Naru, who is uh, Usagi's best friend in the whole world. You know, for like the next five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was going to be short-lived just because I, I know that 
a lot more stuff is about to happen before we get our full Sailor Squad here. And I'm yeah. feeling like once you get a Sailor Squad, Anaru's just not as important. Yeah, once you get the reincarnations of Guardians on your side, like, pfft, friends kind of take a back seat. I will say to, like, push up my glasses and be the nerd that's like, well, in the manga. <laughs> they do handle it a lot better in the manga, where, like, she does talk to her every once in a while, and you see them hanging out, and, like, there reaches a point, like, towards the end of the series where Naro's basically like, hey, so I kind of know you're Sailor Moon, I just want to make sure you're okay. You're okay? All right. <laughs> Go do what you have to do. Bye. But at the studio, they were like, wait, we have to animate extra scenes where they just talk? Fuck that. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no nuance in the 90s anime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of lack of nuance, who do you think the nerd character was in this show? I don't know. Gee. Mm. Maybe it's the next character that's about to show up on screen from where we are in the episode? I don't know, though. Did he perchance have giant glasses and a very typical, like, nerd-sounding voice? <laughs> At least it's not mm. as bad as, like, the the old dub from, like, back in the day, where he's just like, Oh, hey, Serena! <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's just got, like, that super nasal- Like, back in the old days, he had, that, like, a super nasally accent, his name was Melvin. But now he's <laughs> yes. just Umino, and he sounds like a regular human being. This guy owns multiple pocket protectors. It's 100%- <laughs> It's it tropes so hard it hurts itself. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it was the nineties, it was back when those tropes were new. They were still shiny. I don't think they were though. Like those are tropes from like happy days and shit. Oh yeah, no. They don't people just like to drag them back out. <laughs> well, like in like popular anime. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'm sorry we went all around for the inceptions of tropes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all old. Everything's yeah. old. <laughs> There's nothing new. There's nothing original. <laughs> it is all but dust. <laughs> but yeah, Umino sucks. Usagi's really sad that she made a 30, and he's like, oh yeah, I didn't try it all either. I only got a 95. Thanks, dick. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, eat shit. <laughs> Umino, get out of here. <laughs> Suck it, nerdlinger. <laughs> we also get an introduction to totally not a Sailor Scout, Sailor V. You mean yeah. Sailor La V. Yes, almost like Sailor V. Yeah, yeah. Almost. Al almost <laughs> like you're speaking French, yes. <laughs> That's not till the live action series? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll hear plenty of that one song. Oh no, I don't I don't want any any part of that. That sounds bad. <laughs> um, how dare you? The live action Sailor Moon is amazing. <laughs> it's very bad, but how dare you? I was about to say, is this the same way that like I love all of the Army Darkness uh, Evil Dead movies, even though they're all very bad, and the first two are the same movie. <laughs> it's more of like, hey, remember how like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers didn't actually age well? It's closer to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Nara's mom's jewelry shop has a sale on. Yep. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And then we cut from there to... More of, like, the kind of nightmarish stuff that we saw in the opening, like the creepy architecture of Queen Beryl's, um, lair, summer staycation. A vague open room where everyone stands. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And right now, in this one, we're not only introducing the, the bad guys in general, but we're also establishing what I feel is probably going to be the the story arc, the big story arc. Because we have mention of things like the silver crystal 
Yep. And the nebulous ruler. Right. <laughs> the ruler. You don't even get to meet the big bad. They just talk about him. <laughs> it will be by him that all measurement is made. Even by the end of the series, they're like, oh, there's a bigger bad? Oh, we forgot. Um, There it is. <laughs> Shit, we mentioned that at the first episode, guys. Guys, oh shit, we can't even retcon this. It's already been aired. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something that happens in every season. We're like, oh, here's this cool like face character that gets to be the big bad, but just kidding, there's some weird space entity where we also have to deal with, but we haven't gotten to know them, so we don't care. Literally every season. What are you talking about? Fahrenheit was so established. Yeah, that weird cloud? <laughs> The Death Phantom? They have an enemy that's a weird cloud. So it's like them and Rick and Morty that did that. (laughs) (laughs) We also get an introduction to Shannon's favorite minor villain, Jedi. Yeah, he's so interesting. He's so good and handsome. I definitely care about him so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird that they introduce him as a minor villain because he's literally like the worst middle management he doesn't do anything but go hey you worker do evil basically (laughs) yeah he's just like a manager being told to go do something by corporate and then he just shows up like hey guys we just have to have a morning meeting i don't want to make anyone feel any pressure but we just need to make these numbers (laughs) yeah let's uh, we just have to have a quick rap sesh the leader needs energy you guys like we we need to hit our quotas or i mean it's gonna be bad for everybody i mean the quarter's about to close and we don't have our energy quotas who wants to make bonus i want to make bonus let's all make bonus guys come on get out there and do evil you can tell which one of us has done more of a sales job (laughs) (laughs) it's true don't worry, I'm a, I'm a cool fun manager. You can come talk to me if you have a problem. I just want you to think of me as your friend, not as your Shinteno. <laughs> oh, God. Green Barrow's HR department. The most feared in the galaxy. <laughs> uh, mostly they deal with murder, I feel like. I mean, if they, they're there, they're just hitmen. <laughs> if they're to discuss an issue, it's the issue is you're about to be murdered. That's what the H stands for. Hitman resources. <laughs> and that's how you know that like Jedi's really bad at his job, because no one dies and only more Sailor Scouts appear. <laughs> Truth. We're sending you to kill someone, Jedi. Alright. Number one, um, four more of them showed up, so you did the exact opposite of what we asked. Number two, what the fuck, dude? See, I'm 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 reviewing your numbers here. And they're just not looking super. (laughs) (laughs) I want to help you succeed. (laughs) The Dark Kingdom middle management. (laughs) By that I mean I'm going to murder you if you don't do better. Don't worry, this is a 90s anime. He'll only be frozen. We are going to Han Solo the fuck out of you if you do not do better. <laughs> Buddy, I know you got it in there. Get out there, champ. You shut down them sailor scouts. You got it in you. Come on. No, I just want to see Jedi showing up but with like a name tag like on his yes. little vest that just says Jedi. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jedi. How may I serve you? <laughs> We're going to bust you down to Walmart greeter if you don't do better. 
Hi, welcome to the Dark Kingdom. I'm Jedi. How can I help you? It's <laughs> handing out pamphlets. It's <laughs> talking about how you can save energy today. <laughs> I I'm done talking about this episode. I'm having fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Kingdom, but it's Parks and Rec. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I I want Dark Kingdom Ron motherfucking Swanson. Where is that? <laughs> Oh god, who would be Ron Swanson? Oh god. Is that Coonsight? <laughs> I think it has to be. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm on board with that dude. <laughs> I would like all of your eggs and Sailor Scout bacon. <laughs> and then Zoysite can be Mega Maloney's character. <laughs> okay, everybody, uh, Shannon... I don't know who you know in Japan. Contact them. Make this happen. You're you're like an official Sailor Moons' person. Right? Yes, that, that's, that is on my resume. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Just just make the call, get this done, because I will watch every episode. Does that mean that Leslie Nope is Queen Beryl? <laughs> and then Ben Wyatt is King Endymion? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love this. I love this so much. Yeah, this is hilarious to only me and Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't care. Wait, there's there's going to be a number of people listening that are like, mm-hmm, I understood that reference. No, no, I just love Parks and Rec so much that I want to see the anime version of them happen, so I'm enjoying this too. I don't know the characters that you were referencing uh, in this show. I'll do some fan art of Endymion and just be like, alright, this is the cones of Dunshire. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cones of the Silver Millennium. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. But so, so, so there is a show to talk about here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, so Jedi has to go steal people's energy as Queen Beryl just like does a lot of nail acting around a ball. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to a jewelry store where there's a big old sale going on. Yeah. Oh god, and people are like swarming this place. This seems dangerous. This is every 90s sitcom where they have wedding <laughs> dress sales. Oh god. Where there's a, a pack of ravenous women that are, like, getting all cutthroat for the thing because it's cheap. Women just love things, right? That's what women love, right? Just insert whatever item here. Back up. These are shiny things. They're not just things, but they're shiny. So, I mean, that's double women stuff, okay? You're right. As someone with, like, two metal allergies, I definitely love jewelry. <laughs> Look, all I learned from this episode, women love jewelry, women love sales. This is why I don't deal with them. <laughs> Can't confirm. No offense? <laughs> None taken. <laughs> so then we get the horrifying reveal that the store owner, Naru's mother, is actually a monster. Yes, yes by the name of Morga. And some Really interesting music plays. There's like a version of Tokata and Fugue that then transitions once the monster is like talking about her plans into this weird jazz number. Yeah, the music in the 90s Sailor Moon is really weird, but like I wouldn't replace it for the world because it's mm -hmm. just so unique. Oh, it's very good. It's kind of like 
Well, not quite the same, because the soundtrack in Guardians is a, a separate character unto itself. But the scenes don't match up with the music that is playing often uh, in that. And it adds a really unique charm to it. And I think it, I think that is the exact same case that we're getting here. Yeah, it's scored like a Wes Anderson movie in a really weird way. <laughs> Where it's like, hey, what if we just like disconnect the audience from everything that's happening, but in a weird way, it's gonna work. Okay, we've got this perfect song, and somebody was like, counterpoint, how about this song that's real weird for this scene? And they're like, yeah, why not? Perfect, nailed it. What if we created the maximum amount of cognitive dissonance? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But I do actually like the real the design of her like monster mom once we get to see her. She looks awesome. Yeah, that fucking this is a kid's show. That fucking reveal is incredible. We kept joking that we were going to keep bringing up the manga, but this episode's actually really close to the manga, down to like that monstrous design, and I like I wish that stuck around more. That's cool that they actually bothered to, at least on episode one, kind of stick pretty close. <laughs> it's the only episode. Wow. <laughs> we get 199 episodes just doing whatever the fuck they want. Fuck this. I mean, I, they wrote a book, but screw that. That's reading. It's for nerds. <laughs> Just draw stuff and we're gonna we're gonna make things up as we go. Yeah, you nailed it. I can't believe you just reviewed Sailor Moon Season R. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I fucking hate it. I'm a magical boy that can review things in a single sentence accidentally. <laughs> I've got the shittiest superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched a- I've only watched one episode of Sailor Moon, but somehow I perfectly described the rest of it. <laughs> uh, so I guess we should- we're, we're about, what, uh, maybe ten minutes in now, so we should yeah. hurry along. <laughs> we're mm -hmm. starting to, it's to dally fine. on. There's a bunch of tropes that we can skip fast. Yeah. We have Usagi and Naru like, oh my god, look at the cool shit. And then eventually a crush of women happens because a- particularly high discount is made. Yeah. So he gets kicked out, and we meet some fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, we get to have where, like, Usagi's like, oh, I can't afford that, because, like, I did so bad on my grades, I can't ask my dad for money, and just kind of, like, crushes the paper and throws it over her shoulder. Which, you know, in Mamoru's defense, that's a jerk move. Just throwing your trash at people. He deserves it. He does deserve it. It kind of is, but... Another one of those 90 tro uh, 90s tropes is about to come up in that to insult her, it was like the least insulting thing that you could call them. But again, she's a 14-year-old girl, so she was she's probably unsure of herself. It doesn't matter what you call her. She's, she's going to freak the out. The least insulting thing, but particular about her aesthetic style. Right. He calls her bunhead. Like, as someone that's been a little girl trying to be, and, like, little boys try to insult me, this is very true to fact, where there's like, hey, this thing you have, I'm like, yeah, what else do you have? That's it? Oh, you're gonna make fun of I'm wearing glasses? Yeah, no shit, I know I'm wearing glasses, dude. I'm aware, they're on my face touching me. <laughs> I'm literally looking through them right now. So yeah, uh, this this is our introduction to the miracle romance. <laughs> oh, but he's such a hunk. That comes up later, which... <laughs> we'll talk about but like i'm glad that usagi is just like what a fucking asshole i do like she's like oh your stupid pleated pants I'm like yeah <laughs> get them girl drag them <laughs> drag mamoru for his shitty fucking clothes <laughs> oh god this, this is like the best he looks too yeah 
His fucking purple pleated pants. <laughs> oh, you have no idea what's in store. How much lime green do you think fits on a regular person? How many shirts do you think one human torso can wear? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, because I've seen the Riddler, and that guy likes to take it to the max sometimes. <laughs> Depending on who is drawing that boy and coloring him. So let's go with Jim Carrey Riddler is subtle to Mamoru. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that is, that is leaning into that color hard. That is your brand, apparently. <laughs> My favorite is when he has that lime green shirt with the pop collar and it just says Earth <laughs> on the breast. Yeah. <laughs> or when he has literally three shirts on and two of them are rolled up. What a nightmare. I hate this man. There is no human being that has ever rocked that look that wasn't cosplaying that dude. But it's fine, because Miracle Romance, the anime, doesn't have to explain why they're together, it's just that they are. Yeah, they're like, yeah, no, just trust us, she's into this dude, and then they show him, and you're like, where, though? But but, but why? <laughs> Point to me where she's into this. Okay, I follow along, but just a quick quick stop off with a, and this is just a, you know, minor detail. Why? <laughs> I just want to see a bullet-pointed list, that's all I want. Yeah. Even a reason would be good. Let's start with a reason. How about that? <laughs> He's attractive when he has like a third of his face hidden. Yeah. When he has to be nice to you because some higher deity is telling him to do so, that's when he's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is the worst, but you put a bag on his head. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I Cover want just half his face and I'm super into it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Phantom of the Opera. Maybe I just have a fetish for masks, guys. Maybe that's what I'm realizing at the end of the day. I'm just super into masked play. That's my thing. <laughs> it's like it just ho goes home going, oh no, I'm into something. <laughs> Look, man, you give me a man in a mask and he's forced to say nice things to me like I'm into him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, now, you're, now you're learning about Joe's uh, masked hooker addiction. <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to judge. <laughs> At the end of the day, everybody's got a thing. Don't judge anybody's thing. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's not like he's murdering people that you know of. <laughs> yeah, I think after this, we got to go back to Usagi's house. Yeah, she sees the Cell of E game, which will be important later. People are going to win stuff out of a crane machine. She's like, I just want to be cool like Sailor V and not worry about grades. It's like, oh, sweetie, wait a few episodes. So, yeah, she gets back to her house, and this is actually one of my favorite scenes in this episode. Yeah, this is really cute. When uh, she sees her mom, she's like, oh, sweetie, you're, you're home late. Mom is such a sweet mom, it seems like. She's, she's just trying to uh, be there for her daughter, although her daughter treats her like a shitty teen, because shitty teen. She goes, oh, by the way, I saw Umino, uh, Umino earlier. He mentioned that you guys already got your test back. In bold letters I have, Umino is a fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, that's also what Usagi does, where she's like, oh, fucking Umino. Yeah. <laughs> Narc-ass motherfucker. <laughs> like, he just doesn't know that snitches get stitches. He's gonna learn, though. <laughs> so, then we get her kind of trying to deflect, but knowing that she's caught out. She eventually reveals the test to mom, and here's my favorite bit. Mom freaks out and starts twirling 
the spatula in her hand like she's some kind of close quarters combat expert. <laughs> Look, if Isagi didn't get out of the house, she was going to be the first person disemboweled by spatula. Right. Yeah, it'd just be one of those like roll credits and the series is over. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very interesting uh, show, a, a one one-off show that was... 18 minutes long? I don't know what I'd do with it. Hey, like, it subverts the genre. It's art. Yeah, it's the superhero origin story that doesn't end with the superhero showing up. <laughs> it's very unique. No, no, I would love it to death. I'd just be sitting there staring at the screen like, what just happened? <laughs> I would watch it again and be like, no, again, seriously. What what just happened? Like, you were setting up to tell a story and then you were like, nope, you turn. It'd be like an Iron Man with when Iron Man's like making his little reactor thing in the in the cave, and then it blows up, and the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> we could edit that. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard to do. I feel like there's a very specific like opening still, like an always sunny kind of thing that you could put over that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not going to blow up this arc reactor. Tony Stark blows up the arc reactor. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so after. Being kicked out of the house of being shit at grades. <laughs> we meet Usagi's brother, who Shingo. calls her out on all of her shit. Is also a little shit, yeah. I love him, though. He's just like, oh, you <laughs> suck. I wish I had a better big sister. Bye. Like, you little asshole. Like, yeah, you don't even take time to antagonize her. It was efficient. Like, you were walking in the door like, you're the worst. Okay, bye. <laughs> It made it feel like this happens all the time, though. Like, she always yeah. gets kicked out for having bad grades. It's just like, oh, cool, you suck again. All right, bye. <laughs> Makes sense. See you later. Enjoy the outside. Oh, cool. Status quo. Wee. And then she she tries to do a Sailor V kick to the door and just kicks a door as a regular, like, 14-year-old girl and falls on the ground crying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then after an interstitial where we are told what the name of the anime is. Yes. Yep. Twice. That's the act break. <laughs> we have Usagi doing, gosh, just the most me thing. Well, I've had a rough day. I'm going to sleep for a thousand years. She's like, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for doing bad with my grades, so I should probably study. But I'm so tired from crying. I'm going to take a nap. Yep. I'm like, yeah, same girl, do it. <laughs> Homework's lame. I'm just going to sleep. And as she's peacefully napping, we see her window kind of crack open a little bit, and uh, Luna comes in. Yep. Dun, da, da, da. Time for the, uh, I guess, the, the story turn here that, that we all knew this was coming. Yeah. I mean, they literally announced pretty much the entirety of the episode in the title, like you said. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cute, because I like when like Luna just starts talking to her, she's like, yeah, you have to save the universe, here's all the stuff you have to do, and Usagi's just like, oh, I'm still dreaming, I'm going back to sleep, goodbye. <laughs> so, Luna, like, goes through, okay, all you need to do is say, um... Moon prism power makeup. Um, and Usagi, having never done a magical girl transformation, gosh, she's such a natural at it. <laughs> She nails it in one. I think they're going to use that take for the next several hundred episodes. What? It's like the next 90. She gets a new brooch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a tiny version of that really great right here. Because in my office, I'm like three feet away from like 12 other different Sailor Moon things at all time. I picked mm -hmm. this for a reason. Yay. <laughs> the transformation, like the colors they use are very reminiscent of psychedelia uh in general 
it, it's a very trippy psychedelic color wave going on there. I love this transformation though. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I could like close my eyes and see this entire transformation. Like it's just so ingrained in me. <laughs> but I want to back up a little bit before the transformation when she gets the the brooch and the cat is trying to explain to her how big and important things uh, are coming her way and she needs to pay attention. And she's literally like, fucking brooch, yeah. Oh, this is so pretty. I'm not listening. I'm just looking in the mirror. <laughs> and the cat's like, no, I'm trying to tell you about your destiny and how you're supposed to be like a savior and do all these great things. She's like, no, brooch. Like, as, as someone that is DMing Sequinox over on Cool Kids Table, <laughs> I relate a lot to Luna in this scene. We're like, hey, I have all these story points. Oh, oh no one's listening. Cool. I'll just be over here. I'll wait till you're done. Great. I'm, I'm just going to fuck off in this corner here. You you let me know when you're done with the necklace I gave you. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so something funny, not for Travis. Luna says, we need you to find the other guardians and the princess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess at this point in time, Luna didn't remember that Usagi's the princess. Like They still yeah. thought it was Venus. <laughs> oh, yeah. She got her head kicked the fuck in. She's like, don't. Don't let that cat sleep. I know that's their, like, general state, but, like, don't let that cat sleep. She has a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, space travel does, like, a big number on your memory when you're trying to just deal with a bunch of magical bullshit. <laughs> like, she's just like, yeah, so star seeds. Shit, that's not till season five. I'm so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad if they all had to get dumped out of the same pond and hit their head on the same rock. <laughs> so, as... The cat's trying to explain all these things after her transformation. She's still not even necessarily paying for real attention right up until she hears her BFF in the Sailor Moon signal equivalent of I need help, I think. Like, like is it- yeah, her, um, the little like red circles on her Odongos, like they never use, even in the manga, they use this once and then never again, which is a shame because I kind of like it, but like she can use it to listen to people that need help. And she hears Naru calling for help. Yep, and that's what snaps her out of, you know, the, oh, I'm, I'm having a good time and, and not listening to you, cat at all. She's <laughs> like, wait, did I just hear my best friend call for help? And cat's like, yeah, asshole, I've been trying to explain this whole thing to you the entire time, and you're a shitty teen, but yes, <laughs> bad things are coming and your friend needs help, so fucking go do it. Like, that's how I want Luna played. I want Luna to be angry. Voiced by Jason Statham. (laughs) Luna just smoking a cigarette in the corner like, fuck off. Right, get your shit together. (laughs) Get your shit together. Go and fuck up some monsters. Oh my god, I would follow that Luna into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Oi, quit taking a piss and help your girl. (laughs) Just run up the apples and pears and go and save your best friend. <laughs> this is where we get my favorite bit in this episode. Like, Luna goes through this whole spiel of, like, yes, now that you're Sailor Moon, you have to use your powers and go and fight evil. And then Usagi just, like, points at herself, and then we cut to disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like the very much, like, look, I know I just literally transformed, but still, me? Oh, you, you know, I think... We haven't mentioned it prior to, but all the jewelry at that store is sapping the energy that was previously yeah. mentioned. 
I think that's important to mention. That's an important point that we kind of blew right by. So Look, we did uh, like a 30 minute uh, bit about Parks and Rec <laughs> instead. So like we all win. I get Look, that. Jedi needs human energy so they can find a silver crystal, blah, 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 MacGuffin. Right. The, all the jewelry is providing uh, MacGuffin energy to the big bad. At, and it is making the people feel sick, which is why Naru is busy calling for help. So yes. now the plot is connected. It seems like it's not just random things happening. Yeah, and we do find out that like the person that is her mother isn't actually her mother. It's a monster disguised as her. And she's just like, yeah, I stuffed your mother in the basement. Now I'm going to kill both of you. And you're just like, oh, shit. Well... Well, fuck me. <laughs> Why didn't she kill her mother earlier so that she had a better chance of being a doppelganger? It's a kid's show. Because drama. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't it be more dramatic if Nara had to grow up without a mother? Uh, we're not going to follow this character ever again, pretty much. <laughs> so, no, it doesn't matter what happens to her. Yeah, because then we'll have to care about Naru and like be invested in her. <laughs> And this show has no time for that, unless it involves a, like, 48-year-old man that wants to take her to a park. <laughs> Fuck Nephrite, by the way. Yeah. You look like Japanese version of Marlboro Man. That seems like an acceptable thing for 14-year-old to date. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Sending Travis two out of the three of the Amazon trio... Oh, let's let's not even fucking touch that nonsense. No, I don't want any of that. This is bad business. No. <laughs> oh god, they're so gross. Okay, what what about the magical boys in Sailor Moon? We can we can get a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the part of the show where Joe just references things in the manga to get a cheap laugh out of Shannon. <laughs> Look, I'm easy. It works. <laughs> So while Naru is getting strangled by a monster, Sailor Moon shows up, and then we get the coolest creepy neck turn. Oh yeah, she just like turns her head fully. That that's my favorite thing. And then when she fully changes body direction and flips it, <laughs> flips the body instead of the neck back around and turns around. That's the best creepy little easy way to show this monster's icky. I'm really proud of Usagi for just not, not turning around right then and just be like, okay, never mind, bye, it's fine. Keep okay, it. my best friend's dead. Uh, so yeah, sorry guys, uh, that's a wrap. Uh, you're creepy, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Look, I'm gonna make a new best friend in like two episodes, I'll be fine. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of kids at high school, Naru, and this ain't my jam, so <laughs> peace, dog. Yeah, the manga has a lot of weird body horror monsters, and like this is the one time they translated it into the anime. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Naoko Takauchi loves drawing burnt corpses or corpses with like their skin <laughs> yeah. falling off, and like none of it makes it into the anime. Yeah. I wonder why, what with this show being for kids. Yeah, this is like the manga is for teenagers and this is for babies. <laughs> so we ha we have Sailor Moon arrive on the scene, and she gets attacked by all of the patrons of the jewelry store, who were still at that store, despite having spent a lot of money on jewelry. You don't make a big purchase and then just hang out? No, I don't make big purchases. I'm a poor boy. <laughs> just buy a new iPhone, then hang out in the Apple store for eight hours. <laughs> this sounds like the worst day of my life. <laughs> so yeah, Usagi gets attacked by... Random women, including someone with, like, a broken half of a wine bottle? <laughs> yeah. yeah! Like, apparently, 
not only were they selling uh, cheap-ass jewelry, or, well, good jewelry for cheap-ass prices, they were like, come on, come get crunk with us while we uh, give away our business. It's going to be a good time. Everyone's having a good time. There's one lady getting drunk in the corner. Yeah. I salute that one lady. Especially <laughs> <laughs> for almost shanking a 14-year-old with part of a bottle. Don't worry about it. That's just drunk Susan. <laughs> I can't believe you perfectly named my mother. Susan also happens to be the name of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So Usagi's like doing her best to like dodge and avoid, and then some rose flies out of the screen and there's some asshole and Yeah. yeah she does get her knee scraped and is immediately like, oh I'm fucking done. This yeah. is yeah. bullshit. I'm bleeding. I don't like this. Now here Here's one of my favorite jokes uh, coming up of this episode. The the rose comes in and kind of interrupts the whole scene. The uh, rose shaft of light coming down on it to perfectly highlight said rose, which has stuck in the ground like a dagger uh, that's been thrown. This guy has some good biceps. And we we meet, uh, I don't even think he introduces himself, actually, like his character name. His name is literally what he's wearing. It's really easy. Yeah, it's Tuxedo Mask. Yep. And he goes, hey, Sailor Moon, you can't solve this problem by crying. Because she's kind of freaking out and crying. And then she cries with such intensity that it, like, fucks everybody up. Like, the screen literally starts to blur a little. <laughs> yeah, she immediately solves her problem by crying. Because <laughs> fuck you, Tuxedo Mask, I'm gonna do what I want. <laughs> I'm an independent woman who don't need no man unless it's part of a destined romance. Yeah. And unless it's, like, part of the scheduled episode where, like, I need to remember that my major attack exists. So, this stuns everybody in the room, because after that, Tuxedo Mask pretty much pieces the fuck out. Yep. He sucks. He was there to <laughs> deliver one line of dialogue. That is my contribution to your fight and struggle. He was there to utter an incorrect line of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking men. Maybe that's why he left. He's like, "Oh shit, I was wrong. I gotta go." <laughs> oh my, my bad, my bad. Uh, proceed. Yeah. <laughs> Keep crying. I'm so sorry. I stopped you. Yeah, I mean that's a really powerful attack. I'm sure we'll see it multiple times throughout oh, yeah. the. Uh, oh, oh wait. Ooh. Or once ever. I, I'm starting to get this brand. I'm starting to get this <laughs> brand. <laughs> like just because we love it doesn't mean it's perfect. No, no, not not even a little. <laughs> <laughs> you love it for its flaws. So then Luna rocks up and tells her how to do her super attack. I do like Usagi's response where she's uh Luna's just like, hey, just like throw your tiara and say moon tiara magic. And Usagi's just like, why the fuck would I ever throw my tiara? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's a good point. Kat, have you not noticed that everything that you tell and advise me except for the one time I don't listen to? What makes you think I'm going to do it now? <laughs> I may be some kind of superhero, but I'm also a shitty teen, and I'm keeping with that brand harder than the superhero. I mean, it does make sense. If I had a tiara on my head, my first instinct wouldn't be to throw it at someone, so I can understand where Usagi's coming from. But this has been a really weird day if you consider, like, before this, I'm assuming in this universe, cats don't typically talk, and they don't yeah, typically true. tell you that you're there to save the, the, the world. And find scouts and princesses and not bother to explain any of that. And I'm not going to bother to question it either because my brooch is fucking awesome. 
Yeah, that's that's true. If I opened a makeup compact and immediately became a magical girl, I'm like, yeah, tell me whatever the fuck you want, I'll believe it. Yeah, I'll throw my shoe. That's gonna be an attack. Awesome. What do I have to say? Uh, yeah, that that magical girl transformation probably should have sold her a little bit stronger <laughs> on maybe you should listen to the cat. Like I said, this has been a real weird day. I don't know why she's questioning the the throwing of the tiara at this point. I feel like whatever the fuck you want to, uh, me to do, Mooncat, I I got I got you, dog. <laughs> and then she does the thing that the cat told her to do. Yeah, and it magically works. Yeah. And then a monster turns to dust. Yeah, she murders a woman with a tiara. But it was just a fake woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, Fine. I have to ask this. You said there's 199 episodes of this bullshit, right? There's 200, yes. Okay. Let's say if she actually took all the advice that cat ever bothered to give her, could we clear this up in like 10 episodes? Just, just curious. Probably. Okay, so she's literally like... She's Jadeite. She's she's the ineffective person that's supposed to do the thing. She is the mirror of Jadeite. She's just not groveling to Queen Beryl. <laughs> Basically, yes. Okay. Yeah, the ad- or the manga's a lot tighter and everything gets done way faster. And the like the nineties anime is like, hey, what if those like ten chapters we stretched out into like sixty mm, episodes? Yeah, that works. Just listen to your cat Usagi. Kids like Monster of the Week shows. Yeah. Yeah. Also, sometimes that cat's an asshole, so I get it. Mm -hmm. It's a cat. Have you never met cats? Cats are assholes. So, meanwhile, the evil is defeated. Yep. And then Tuxedo Mask leaves, and Usagi's just like, oh, what a hunk! Yeah. His his chin, I love it so much. It's like the the chin area, that forehead, mmm, bangable. You know. It's it's weird because they do the thing and then there's almost like no after. There's like, okay, we did it. We're running tight on time. Let, let's just uh, come on, credits. Come on, guys. Let's let's just get to some. There credits. is a moment with Jedi that is like, oh, this monster I sent failed. Grr. <laughs> Look, next time I'll get it. Okay. Guess I'll try again next week. <laughs> yep. Maybe that's why they have such an energy shortage, because, like, their shitty villains keep using it to make new monsters. (laughs) Yo, so this is something that I might have only realized when I was watching this episode, but, like, they got that energy from those humans. Yep. Yep. But then once the monster's defeated, like, apparently all of the humans are fine and he's lost this glowing ball of energy that's been growing. Yeah, I feel like they just need to, like, work on, like, shutting down the system so it's a one-way instead of a two-way. Yeah, I mean, we've got all of these people in the store and none of them are leaving and there are no new customers coming in. We should just probably shut that connection and be like, cool. Yeah, just like, we got the energy, cut the connection, walk away. Not that I want to middle manage Jedi's middle manager. (laughs) But I'm doing it anyway. Someone has to. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm such a practical soul. (laughs) The energy waste numbers this week, way (laughs) up. It's through the roof. and. We're never going to get that energy to the Dark Leader wasting energy like this. If you're going to use energy, I need to see some return on investment here, guys. Jedi, Jedi, can I just talk to you in my office, please? Who took my energy? I put my energy in the fridge. I put a poster note with my name on it. I just, like, I'm not mad. I just need to know who took my energy. I have a very specific energy allergies. That energy was for me. I could I could consume that, and it's not there. 
What about me, guys? Huh? What about me? So next time on Sailor Moon, fortune telling. Cool, we did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, I think it ends with them all in the classroom, and like Naru's just like, I had this cool dream that a superhero saved me. And then Usagi's just asleep at her desk because she was up all night fighting crime. Apparently with a hangover. Yep. <laughs> like, stop speaking so loud. Fuck. Yeah, that, ma- that magical hangover, it happens. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, like Batman actually should be, but is never tired. Except they took into the account what happens when you stay up all the time fighting crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bruce Wayne mentions all of the time that he is tired, but never shows any outward effect. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's that matter then? That's just... <laughs> filling a dialogue bubble. It means zero. Yeah, especially since we know that like Usagi loves sleeping, so her trying to just be like, look, I just have to catch up. I was up all night, so now I have four hours of sleep I specifically need to make up for. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's a Sailor Moon. Yep. I wanted to go quickly around, like, get kind of general thoughts, because, like, I ragged a lot on this episode of just, like, dumb shit that happens in this show. But it's just so charming and endearing, and I love it. Yep. Yep. I'm not gonna lie, I cried twice rewatching this episode, because I just love Sailor Moon a lot. And like, I'm like, oh, the 90s anime is garbage. And then I watch it, I'm just like, <laughs> Sailor Moon! Oh, she transformed! And then I-, I wanted to get Travis's thought, since he hates all magical girl shows. Here's the thing. I know that a lot of the magical girl tropes that I hate came from here. And it's not that I hate Magical Girl. Well, I can't hate Sailor Moon because it did a lot of original things. The problem is that everybody saw the success of Sailor Moon and they were like, that's the good sauce. I need to repeat that formula. Yeah. So I'm seeing all these things. I'm like, yeah, I remember when I was 12 and you guys were still doing this. Can't we get something new? I mean, still play around with Magical Girl, cool, but maybe we do it a different way. Uh, That's actually why Madoka was a little cool, because they went dark. And Magical Girl animes don't do that. They don't go dark with, like, uh, sexless terror rabbits making dark deals with girls for magical powers. But at the same time, I also hate some of the tropes that I do see, where the main female protagonist, not good at school, loves to sleep, slack out. And I understand that a lot of people are like that, but... I don't know. Uh, I want to see a female protagonist that has got her shit together from the beginning and just happens, hey, guess what? You know how you have your shit all together? It's because you're supposed to be awesome, super-powered princess lady. Great. Do that one. Throw me for a loop. Show me something different. But this is the first one out, so I can't rag on them for that. As someone that was a little girl that grew up with Sailor Moon, there's a lot of TV shows that came out at this time that treat little girls that they're supposed to come out perfect. And that we're supposed to take care of everyone around us. So when Sailor Moon showed up, you're like, it's okay to have flaws. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to cry a lot. You can still be the hero. Like, that meant a lot to me as a kid. And that's why I love Sailor Moon so much. Because in other shows, there's one girl character and she has to be perfect. And she has to be the mother and, like, and be the romance character and do this and stand for an entire gender. So, like, to have characters that are super flawed and are, like, allowed to, like, sit in it, I don't know, like, I love Sailor Moon for that. So I actually feel the opposite, where I love that she cries a lot, but still saves the day. No, no, I'm not saying that you can't show, you can show emotion and have your shit together, but I don't know, sometimes I feel like, 
I didn't start off in the 90s watching this uh, from a teen perspective. I'm coming at it, coming back as an adult and going, it's a flawed character, but I've seen this trope so many times, it almost feels like, put put my main protag down a little bit, and I don't like (laughs) it. Well, that's where you get character growth, and you get to see her change as a person throughout well, the manga, not the TV show. I, I was about to say, I am not <laughs> sitting through 198 or 199 more of this. No, 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 no. <laughs> In the manga, we get a lot of character growth where she changes as a person and stops crying so much. And you get to see her become the badass princess and like go kick ass. In the anime, she kind of stays the same character. By the way, I want to point it out here because I, I, I heard the emotion in your voice there. That was in no way a referendum on you or anybody else that likes this show. Oh, no, I'm just emotional because it's Sailor Moon. I know, I know. It's the thing that you love the most in the world. So, like, I don't, I don't want to harsh your your joy. No, this show sucks. Make fun of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, good. Okay, <laughs> you love it enough that you understand that it has flaws. Oh yeah, totally. Like I said, like in the '90s anime, I hate like the Usagi you see in this episode is the Usagi you're gonna see in episode '99. Okay, and that sucks. That's that's the worst. I'd be so angry if I sat through all of this and there was no no change. Yep, as someone who's watching this series with my husband for the first time, like he hates Usagi. He's so frustrated with her, and I'm just like, but in the manga, she's a totally different person by this point, and it's really awesome. Maybe you should have had him read it instead. Yeah, I'm trying to. (laughs) But all in all, as far as a first episode goes, uh. We've raised mysteries. We've introduced a couple characters with the hint at more characters to come. This was a well done as far as what you should be doing in a first episode episode. So there, I mean, from just like a general point of view, I mean, we've established we're going to be monster of the wiki. Extremely. Yeah. Uh, We've hit a lot, a lot of the beats that you should be hitting for a first episode. My kind of final note on, on this is why I was so excited to do this episode with like two people who have been emotionally impacted by watching or for the most part reading Sailor Moon <laughs> to then like tackle it from like a critical point of view. There's there's <laughs> there's not really a point to this, but I've just like enjoyed the discourse of like weighing up how much it's emotionally meant to people versus like, is this a good piece of media? Yeah, a lot of Sailor Moon is definitely nostalgia, like, especially the 90s anime falls apart if you look at it critically, like, I think we've we've mentioned Sailor Business, but if you go listen to Sailor Business, they fall apart while they rewatch the show, and a lot of it for a really good reason, because the 90s anime doesn't hold up very well as much as people get mad at me when I say that. Yep. If you take off those rose-colored glasses and you deconstruct it, uh, this is probably not the best, but you know what? Every bit of 90s media, pretty much, if you take off that r- those rose-colored glasses of nostalgia. I don't know. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop still holds up really well. It, well, I'm not saying every. Faye's outfit is in a weird gray area, but I'll let it slide. Faye's Faye. Yeah. Like, uh... It still fits her as a character, so I'm just like, I'll let it slide. I think that is a good point, though. If you have enjoyed people talking about Sailor Moon, hey, go and listen to Sailor Business, because Shannon's on that a lot as well. Yeah! Yes. And then you'll also hear me rip into this show, because as much as I adore Sailor Moon, it's not above critique, because nothing is. Mm -hmm. And especially especially in the 90s anime, holy shit, it, it deserves it sometimes. But I still stand by this first episode's really solid. All right. 
I think with that, we should hit a next time. Okay, I can do that. Next time on WTF Anime. Uh, next time, I'm going to have you guys watch The vis- the Vision of Escaflone, because I brought in a 90s girly anime. How about a 90s girly anime that's also still kind of for boys? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Which which episode are we watching? Uh, let's just go with episode one, because I like building context. Outside of when I dragged you guys into episode eight of Evangelion. <laughs> you know what? That's actually... Some of my favorite episodes have been when we just... Actually, one of my favorite episodes was Big O, because it wasn't episode one. We didn't have a lot of context. Or at least I don't think it was episode one. No, it wasn't. We already had characters established and whatnot. Joe and I both hadn't watched it. We were just trying to piece together what's going on. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you're saying that, I'm like, what's the episode of Escaflone where Delando goes insane? I, I, I don't know, but uh, episode one of Escaflone for, <laughs> for the, the, the next time. So that's cool. Episode one, Asterix. Maybe I'll look up a better episode to tell you guys, because I really love Delando and that... That boy gets some problems. Just count, like, 1 to 24, and then we'll sub in whichever number is at. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> roll a d20 and then watch that episode. <laughs> okay, so next time, uh, a random episode of Escaflone. <laughs> it, it's a good series, and I think sometimes, maybe, like, no context would make that show really interesting. Lack of context makes a lot of things interesting. <laughs> it really does. As, as you guys will have heard when we watched the finale of a show. As someone who, for a commission, watched like episode 500 of One Piece once, it's a nightmare. This <laughs> is my reality, Shannon. <laughs> Welcome to my reality. Hey, so I was like, here, this will make Law's powers make sense. I was like, I don't think you understand what the word sense means. I do not think it means what you think it means. I barely know One Piece, but the only way I know it is because Zoro is the coolest because I watch one fight with him. The only thing I know is that there's a man named Law with a fuzzy hat that yells scalpel and someone's heart fell out. All right. Great. So, uh, at this time of the show, we should probably have Shannon give us some good, good plugs. Shannon, where can they find you and all that good stuff? Oh boy, let's see. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Shannon Maynard. I am a co-host on two podcasts. One is called The Cool Kids Table. You can find us on Twitter at CKTCast, and you can find us on, like, just just Google us. And see if you listen to a podcast somewhere, hey, maybe look for it there and see if you find it. If you don't, look somewhere else. And uh, I'm also on Kingdom Smarts, which is at Kingdom Smarties on Twitter. Again, same deal. Hey, just like it's on Apple uh Apple Podcasts and maybe somewhere else. You can figure it out. I I trust you. The Googles. The Googles has it. Yeah. And uh you can also follow me on patreon.com slash shannonmainer or ko-fi.com slash shannonmainerart or shannonmainerart.tumblr.com. And then I think that's it. Or buy her many comics. How many fantastic and very gay comics. <laughs> yeah, uh, gum.co slash the very best or gum.co slash Vivaldi, and I have two comics that you can go buy. Go and do those things. Yes. Because they're wonderful. Thank you. You wrote to a very specific audience, and that audience was me. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> the very best. Hey. Yeah. So, Joe, I guess it'd be time for you to do the thing, since apparently I'm taking over this duty right now. Nah, that's cool. Like, I like not having all the work. 
So if you want to follow the show on Twitter, we are at WTF Anime Show. You can reach out to us using our email, WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. Hit both of those things up to give us recommendations, or maybe, like Shannon, you would like to be a guest. I can always and forever be found on Twitter at the Joe Hatfield. Travis, where can they find you? All right. Uh, if you want to hit me up on the Twitters, you can find me at Dice Lobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And not only can you find Joe and myself here, but you can also find us doing an actual play of Monster of the Week on the Grayscales campaign for the Lost Library cast. If you want to follow them on Twitter, that's at Last Library Cast. And uh, you can find that on all of the good, good podcast places. So uh, look that up, too. I think that's it. We might have talked forever about a Sailor Moon. We did. It's refreshing because the last couple of episodes have been pretty... Or we've had a couple of short episodes lately. Uh, so it was nice to sit down and chat with Shannon for a good long time about some magical girl bullshit. Yeah, and I think me and Joe were joking that we're going to have a three-hour episode, and we didn't, so we still succeeded. Hooray! Stay tuned for WTF Anime After Dark, where I get some more gin in me, and like, let's let's do it. I will do that. I will do that thing. Yeah, like, I can definitely keep talking about Sailor Moon to the point where I just have a bottle of wine in my hand and I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. But for right now, what we should all do is sign off with a... Bye! Okay, none of you fuckers? No. <laughs> Just me, huh? Bye! Say la vie. <laughs>